Robbie here. I'm aware that being the governor of a state that's in the midst of a state of pandemic is an even tougher job than it already was, especially if the governor of that state takes the job seriously and has a triple-digit IQ and a healthy dose of emotional intelligence. Now, Cuomo in New York did a bang-up job for a while, giving us a sobering fireside chat every morning, providing us with a figurehead, one with some integrity and intelligence, that put to shame the short-lived White House daily briefings, which gave us not a figurehead, but a knucklehead who couldn't sit still for an intelligence briefing. And the Donald John Trump sycophants from Georgia and Florida, to name two of many, were like DJT himself, accessories to manslaughter at minimum and murder at worst. And Governor Ron Dinsanity from Florida, to this very day, continues to combine bravado with the dimmest of wits as he demonstrates by his inability to think ahead and anticipate what would and did happen should the Bucks win the Super Bowl. He probably bet the farm on Kansas City. I know it's not kind, but seeing him walk around in suspenders attached to a barrel with its bottom taken off, wouldn't bother me much. Sorry. I know the governors have to balance commerce and public health, but too much commerce too soon, with these variants multiplying like fruit flies, will lead to little to no commerce at all in two to three weeks as the stats plummet. And as the stats plummet, Spirits plummet even more after that brief taste of something resembling the old normal. My kid's in grad school, and that grad school is in a consortium along with Harvard and MIT and a bunch of other schools that deals with testing and pandemic prognosis. And that school, his school, put off on-campus learning for two weeks because of their belief that there's going to be a spike in Massachusetts at the end of February. And guess what? It's not the only state where that's going to happen. Here in New York, I have personal experience with one of the countless other nationwide tales of ineptitude and Keystone Cops-type bungling. I said bungling as it pertains to the distribution efforts. It's not bad enough that the Pfizer vaccine requires threading needle after needle, keeping it at 97 below zero Fahrenheit while being transported, moved from vehicle to vehicle, deep freezer to deep freezer, thawed, but only remaining thawed in a refrigerator for five days, then being kept at room temperature for only two hours. I said only two hours hours before it spoils and gets tossed. At least we hope if it gets spoiled, it also gets tossed. For future reference, I'm not going to be a walking, talking footnote. So look it up if you have the time and inclination. And with your life at stake, if you don't have the inclination, call 1-800-SHRINK-IN-A-JIFFY. That's 1-800-SHRINK-IN-A-JIFFY.
Okay, here's my personal experience. I get an appointment at a reputable hospital. And as Moderna provides more protection faster and has more wiggle room in terms of the date of the second shot, I'm assured that this hospital has nothing but Moderna. But that two-day snowstorm last week in the Northeast must have thrown off some of the shipping schedules, some expiration dates, because when I check in on-premises, I'm told there's nothing but Pfizer. Now, I'm needle-phobic, <laughs> and I was ready to hide behind my phobia to get out of my first intramuscular shot in many decades, but I summoned up some courage from I know not where. I did a millisecond's worth of calculations and said, okay, I'm good. And the incredibly knowledgeable and friendly man who happened to be of color gives me a ticket for my round trip, better known as my second shot, on the very day it's supposed to take place. I got to take a big time out here. Thank the heavens for the well-educated, good-natured black and brown people who almost exclusively ran this operation and did not display an ounce of impatience or the hurt they may well have seen and probably suffered if a loved one of theirs had passed. I was a white guy with a shaved head, while those keeping the line in order, to the check-in man, to the nurse's assistant, to the nurse herself, who had to tell me she was done before I thought the needle was even in, to the woman who watched me for 15 minutes to make sure I wasn't going to seize up. Every one of them capable and friendly and well-meaning. And all, sorry, and all black or brown. We are not aware of the saints among us. But may they be the ones who live the longest and prosper the most. Anyway, back to my narrative. No sooner do I arrive home than I receive a message that my second shot isn't on precisely the correct day, but within three to four weeks of that day's shot, and I hit the roof. And 10 minutes later, Mayor de Blasio makes it clear that a liberal can be as scientifically illiterate as demon Trump by musing out loud about everyone being vaccinated once before anyone gets a second dose, which means minimal protection for all. That's socialism bordering on species annihilation. We are rolling the dice at the vaccino. Vaccino appeals to me as the name of a Scorsese film about the pandemic. I'm now rescheduled for the proper day, but nothing is for certain until after it happens. My recollection, how faint it is now, is that in this country, the trains used to run on time. And if there was a dosing schedule, it was kept. And, and newsflash, 
The CDC now says that the gap between the first and second doses, regardless of which vax your first shot was, can be delayed up to six weeks after the first dose. If it isn't, quote, feasible to administer that second dose any sooner, unquote. We'll make it feasible, you dopes. Booster rockets are fired when the primary thrusters are at their optimum height and speed so that the boost is as potent as possible. And both vaccines were approved based on a timetable. My parents used to ask me from time to time, because I would ask some very out there questions. If I was sane and the rest of the world was crazy, my answer then, and it still is now, my answer is yup, 100% yup. Now, all of this, all of these glitches, boy, that's a euphemism, are due to companies overpromising an obese bully on his bully pulpit. Companies that didn't keep their end of the bargain because it wasn't keepable. Keeping the warp speed delusion alive mattered way more than keeping people alive. Good luck, one and all, really. Even to those of you who voted for a beast who would rather see you dead than see his golf ball in a sand trap. But that's never happened, of course. This is Robbie. Gotta wake up and not let the bastards get us. Stay well. Speak soon.